So hello, Marina. I'm so excited to actually talk with you today because Marina, she is absolutely amazing. She has her business, Mastering Human. She does a lot of trauma inner child work, and she is just a wealth of knowledge. And I'm not doing her justice enough <laughs> with this description or this opening. So Marina, if you would like to open up with who you are and what you do and anything else that you'd like to include before we actually start. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And same to you. Obviously, I feel so honored and grateful that you're in my circle and that we've gone to know each other. Me too. Um, you know, like in a nutshell, I know both of our work is like very similar and complex, but like, yeah. <laughs> and it won't do any justice of like presenting it in a two sentence feel, but like, <laughs> I guess I love and I'm super passionate about offering really intimate one-on-one -on -one containers for bold-hearted women pursuing self-mastery and self-actualization. And within these kind of one-on-one -on -one intimate mentorship containers, I help them through the vehicles of trauma-centric shadow work and inner child healing to assist them in identifying all of their self-defeating patterns, toxic relating tactics, addictions and coping mechanisms that continue to perpetuate limitation in their inner world and outer world. And then we basically like analyze everything about all of your behavioral tendencies and your inner narratives. And then we do the backwards investigation process to identify the root cause, which is most likely your childhood trauma, upbringing, or conditioning. And then we do the body work necessary to dissolve the trauma stored in your body and nervous system. And then the energy work to basically heal your energetic field through the line of theta healing and other forms of etheric surgery. So basically it's like identifying all the limitations that you carry within your headspace and also in how you relate with yourself and the outside world, and then kind of like do the necessary inner renovation work or the re-engineering of how you are on the inside so you can experience a completely different reality outside. That is amazing. <laughs> I had no idea you did the etheric surgery stuff either. Like that is huge. I love doing stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I know. That's why I like, I know we've chatted before too. And I'm like, oh, we have so much in common and like I love working with you too because you know it's just like I know you get it and I know yeah. there's, it's all the same but like we can use so many cool different avenues to like do the thing absolutely so I think it's amazing to have you on here because I know you've been doing what you've been doing for quite some time you're very well educated and like I said before such a wealth of knowledge so we were kind of chatting about what we wanted to actually discuss today and we're going to talk about what healing is and what it isn't, because <laughs> I think this is such an important topic, especially with our field. There's so many amazing people, but like anything, there's an equal amount of the other side of where it's just not helpful and they may not be as trained or there might be something there where they're not actually doing like the full work, right? Like we talked about a little bit about, you know, toxic positivity and things to that nature. So is there anything that you want to share on that? Oh my gosh. Yes. Like so many things. And like, I felt this was so relevant because we've talked about a lot of this in our personal conversations too. And I think it's like such important 
education. And I think it like it all comes down to also like discernment around whether what you're doing for healing is just another form of escapism, you know what I mean? Or self-avoidance, yeah. or if you're actually getting into the work and seeing it for what it is, which is going to most likely not be what we presumptuously feel it should be, you know, because like, I think as humans and with beings with an ego, we think that like healing should feel good, look linear, like be almost something to be pursued as like a to-do list, like, yep, work through that trigger. Now I'm going to work on to the next trigger and the next trigger. And like, once I'm over (laughs) this one, I'll never see it again because I've decided that's what it should look like. And healing is like a matter of like eliminating versus integrating. And I know you have lots to say on that too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I love that because it's mostly like our ego mind that tries to create such a linear path. And I've heard this with so many of my clients. I even used to say this in the beginning as well. I thought I healed that. Why is it showing back up? It must not have worked. (laughs) When that's not how healing is, it's kind of like that delayering process and getting to the root. And even sometimes when you get to the root and you release that, it doesn't mean there isn't other little things that might show up here and there, but it's, it doesn't have that hold on you anymore. You know, like where it used to actually determine what your reality was or filter your senses. It just won't do that, but it still might have little remnants here and there. Oh my gosh, totally. And it's, I felt like, I feel like, um, oftentimes, like obviously in this work, we learn how to grieve and end up having to grieve a lot of things that have happened to us or that we didn't get to experience because of our environment or our parents not being able to provide certain kind of care. But also it's like, I find myself teaching so many clients and people that I just chat with regularly. It's that like, oftentimes we have to also grieve the process And it's like so very unfortunate that now for the rest of our lives, we're going to have to deal with this kind of shit for like lack of better words. That like self-regulation is a lifetime journey. Having these insecurities is a lifetime experience. Like it's just, again, a matter of like how you mature to relate with these things differently. So they don't like bring you down and put you into a spiral. But like, regardless, it fucking sucks. Like that's just definitely. <laughs> definitely. And I think that's why a lot of people get into avoidance patterns because in the moment it's easier to numb yourself or to avoid versus dealing with it and sitting with it. But then over time that avoidance builds up and then it gets worse over time. And that is why it's harder to actually work through because of the built up coping mechanism of avoidance what would you like to discuss about avoidance? Cause I know you're huge with that stuff and I love it. Oh my gosh. And I like experienced myself be like on a good trajectory and then slip back into avoidance and then like justifying the avoidance too. And so I'm just like, Ooh, I know we're also susceptible to like, it's <laughs> crazy. Um, I think, uh, what, where do I even get started with this piece? Um, the whole journey, like all of this work takes like so much emotional capacity. And I think what like actually ends up sabotaging people's healing pursuits is that they don't um, realize that like processing emotionally takes the same juice out of you as running a marathon. And just because you, we don't see feelings or emotions or like us processing things, it's like so intangible 
we just assume that like feelings our feelings or processing emotions is just like something that happens like instantaneously doesn't take any energy reserves as something that like you know like is so passive when actually it's like parallel to yeah having a hardcore workout at the gym when it comes to how much energy is moving how much you're exerting how much focus it takes how much of like an investment of your presence and your being act is actually involved in working through stuff and I also find like a lot of my clients like come to me burnt out and then we try to heal the burnout and try to make the healing sustainable. And they're like, I just, I'm just so tired all the time. I thought this work would just make me feel so much more better, so much more energized, so much more relieved. I'm like, dude, it gets worse before it gets better. It takes Definitely. so much juice to actually <laughs> hold this stuff for the first time, you know? So unrealistic expectations is like what it comes down to. And that's, I think why we're having this conversation to not people for success. Sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, like absolutely. Thank you so much for bringing that up about like how much energy physically it actually takes, because I feel like a lot of people are not prepared for that capacity when they come into the healing side, they think you just like take off the layers of whatever, and then you feel really good. And the thing with healing is, yeah, there's definite times where it can feel good, but then there's other times too, like you've mentioned where it takes so much energy and you can feel it in your body, which is why you feel so tired and why you probably need more sleep or need more self-care or just need a little bit more awareness of what's happening in your system. Because when you're stressed out for long periods of time, especially in burnout, your adrenal glands and cortisol levels are just out of whack, which then affects so many other parts of the body. And it's a physical reaction. Emotions is not just some mental thing. It's also a physical thing. So thank you for bringing that awareness to the surface and actually educating your clients about that too, and actually setting them up for success, for sustainable healing as well. That's such an important piece. Especially because it's like, I genuinely believe like we need recovery time for our recovery work <laughs> because, you know, when we are facing an old event or an old hurt that didn't get felt fully in the past we are sometimes reactivating the fight or flight response in the moment. So like in order to face something, even if it is for the pursuit of creating like release and relief, we're still being re-stimulated. And it's yeah. so like, you know, if that gets activated, we might as well be fighting a bear. And then, you know, we have to like come back to equilibrium and like that takes again, more desawing, more relaxing, more healing and recovering as though we just like lived through the thing like five minutes ago. And I think that's also like the missing piece oftentimes. Like I can't wait to do the trauma work. Like after every session, I'm just going to feel <laughs> better and stronger and more capable when really it's like, oh, well, in reality, you just went through what you went through like 15 years ago again right now. So why would we expect anything different on the other side of that? Exactly. And I love that too, because it's things that I've told my clients, your brain can't tell the difference between past, present, future. When you're tying into any sort of memory, whether it's something that has happened or hasn't even happened, your brain is still activating the same centers, the same response for if that's actually happening. And that's the great and also unfortunate thing about our brain is that it can definitely elicit all those responses in the system. So if you went into a freeze mode, which is why I love how you said de-thaw, um, 
it's going to take some time to get that shock out of the nervous system. It's not something that just you flick on a switch and it's gone. It takes time. Totally. And I also think like another like invisible factor of like, that's so healing of working with someone else is like that, like co-regulation that gets to happen. So like, even if you do feel like total shit, like during and after every like healing base kind of session, just know that like, if you are receiving support, just being around someone who is stable and present with you and is like loving and inviting, like you are still receiving healing because it's like both of our nervous systems, like the other person gets to come into synergy and are being like, and then the client or whoever's receiving support is, um, um, experiencing, um, what it's like, what it's like to feel safety on a central nervous system level, even as they're re-experiencing something extremely terrible or hurtful. So it's like, just know, like then I guess like whenever anyone's receiving support, it's like, oh, okay. Like even if my, in my head, I didn't feel like I had a crazy breakthrough or revelation on a nervous system level, I experienced a new way to be with something painful. Cause I picked it up from your system. Yeah. And I think that's the art of holding space, especially in this healing realm is that this is something that every healer should be learning how to do is to hold that space without any sort of judgment. Cause there's tons of times. And I know I've done in the past, I'm not perfect of where in an attempt to try to help them through something rather than guide and be with them, they'll throw it into how they're acting like a victim even though they have been victimized, we all have at some point in our life and just sitting with it and helping them co-regulate. I think there's such a huge expectation on just self-soothing and it's in our culture like crazy too, like especially when you're a child teaching self-soothing and there isn't a lot out there about co-regulation. So I love how you brought in like the connection of the two nervous systems, regardless of what the other person is dealing with or working through, having that stable person with you, witnessing, observing, and guiding is one of the most underrated aspects of the healing process, I find. Oh my gosh, totally. And isn't so much of healing finally being seen and welcomed and held no matter how and who you are? Like, it's not much more to that, really, but we make it so complex, so it feels meaningful, but like, definitely. And like also getting the reminder that oftentimes when we're like working through something from the past, we probably have some shame around it as well. Like that's so natural. And then when someone's able to like hold space completely unconditionally and lovingly with acceptance, then you get to learn for yourself of like, oh, maybe this is still okay. Maybe this doesn't make me less than. Maybe it's not something that I should hate myself for, but we only get to like learn that it is such as that through someone else showing us that because we usually with trauma, it's hard to trust yourself. And picking that up from someone else is like, oh, that must actually not be so bad because this other human I probably give more credit to while I'm still learning to trust myself is showing me that it's not as unwanted or ugly or gross as I've made it out to be. Exactly. Which actually gives you the space to explore it in a new way versus through that judgment and that shame. It actually gives it space to actually integrate. (laughs) And then you get to decide for yourself if there's a learning factor here. 
because I'm just going to say like us as human beings with an ego, we try to make a meaning out of everything like you just said, and not everything has a meaning. Not everything was something we attracted into our life, something we created, you know? And I think that's another aspect of some of the toxic spirituality that we've been experiencing too, that everything has to have a meaning. Everything's a mirror, which is not true. And the more I learn human design, not all of us are reflectors. So it's definitely not true, (laughs) but I mean, that aside, I just love how you bring all of this into awareness so that people can actually feel safe to go into what they've experienced to actually move through the trauma pieces and the emotional holdings so that they can actually become authentically who they're meant to be and not just the lens and filters of distortions that have been built over time. Oh my gosh. So well said. And also like what you shared about like the whole like victim thing, it's like totally like there's like such a toxic uh, like dogma going around like empowerment or yeah. like, if you like, it's like, if you're going to stay in that victim mentality, you're not going anywhere. And then it's like, but wait, if our fight or flight system is literally activated every time we reface something brutal or painful, of course, we're going to go into victim mode because it's only our survival brain that's turned on in that moment. (laughs) It's like, it's literally human nature. And then people are like, don't be like that when you're like re-experiencing deep hurt or pain. And it's just like, do you not understand physiology <laughs> because this is getting totally shut off like how we think and how we connect the dots and it's only yeah. the reptilian brain that's now running the show and it's only focused on like how am I in danger I am in fact under threat and that's all I'm gonna look at and just like come on now yeah it's all just brain stuff definitely and the more that they try to push that away and try to shame people for being in victim consciousness, the less people can actually get out of it. It keeps them stuck because you're now labeling them and keeping them in a state of consciousness. And you've just created a victim triangle just by doing that shame factor. (laughs) So for me, like, I love being able to tell people like, this is what a victim triangle is. I'm not saying that you're a victim or playing victim, but this is how it can show up in our life and giving them resources so they can figure that out for themselves then come for support. It's very different than saying you're acting like the victim. But when you allow people to experience their grief, guess what they naturally shift through? The victimized mind. So (laughs) there's so many factors so counterintuitive right like all these things that we think like we should like oh if we feel grief it'll make us weaker like that'll take up time it'll take away from my healing when like grief is like the ultimate modality for oh. empowerment and heart opening it's just so passionate energy on a physical level <laughs> that's what it does oh and there's something else that you said I wanted to comment on because I'm like oh my gosh oh yeah okay so like even with like you know somatic experiencing and body work and energy healing like we are activating those states of helplessness victim whatever you experienced on purpose so we can actually open up space for the repressed emotions to come up that are actually locking your disempowering tendencies in place they're like the glue in your subconscious mind that keep those shitty beliefs in place you know so it's like the whole purpose of this work is to come back into those states so then you could feel through everything that was left unfelt so then you could truly be liberated versus 
you know what I mean? Like telling the person yeah. they shouldn't feel these things and they're not in, they're not acting out their highest self. It's like, that's so backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things like in the spiritual healing community. And it's like, the more we begin to learn, the more that we understand like the limiting beliefs in that itself in the healing aspect, like you said before, like it's not linear. It's not like one thing and then you jump to the next and you never have to re-experience that in any capacity ever again. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of things here where healing isn't and a lot of things where it's such an empowering event when you have someone who can actually sit and hold you. Is there any other limiting beliefs or anything like that in the healing community that you've noticed? that you'd like to bring to the surface and just educate whoever's watching on what these could be? Yeah, I wanted to also speak to before, let me see, I don't know if you actually already touched on it, but kind of like that whole, like, um, what, like, um, everything you're attracting is a matter like of your energy and you can't have, uh, good things unless you're always focusing on good things. And, um, basically it's like your it's your number one job to feel good all of the time which is exactly what brings people into avoidance because they think they're working against themselves if they ever actually feel their true feelings and then they won't have the future that they want because you know they're actually spending some of their precious energy and time in things that aren't so elevating when i think it's like totally again like the complete opposite cuz like it's not about getting rid of your pain, your insecurities, like all that past distortion. It's about learning to be with it. And again, creating like that gap between like, this is who I am versus this is something I've experienced, or this is how I used to look at it. And now I want to look at it differently. And I'm not going to make it wrong or something that I need to run away from. I'm going to just be like, oh yeah, our trauma is forever our scars will forever be like etched into our being but now we can decide to leverage them and also be like ah, oh, okay this has given me so much wisdom now I can hold space so much better for not just me but for everyone else and I could be such way more compassionate and compassionate and understanding human and um by going into the painful emotions that's what actually moves them right versus yeah. like people think as long as I stay away from them they'll just like somehow dissolve into thin air when really you're just stuffing them down deeper so they're even more part of your frequency and then that right. does affect your magnetism to some level right exactly yeah because then you're just stuffing everything in and then it's kind of muddying up the energy but you're also storing all those emotions which is physical space as well as not just energetic and yeah so I Take it that you don't believe that joy is the only thing we should ever experience. Oh my gosh, totally. And I do, <laughs> yes, I do believe in investing <laughs> dividends or in energetic dividends to like having a vision and also remembering who the beep we are and cultivating a faith practice and, you know, just like still investing in ourselves to feel good, but also like equally spending just as much time in the trenches in yeah. our shit so we can keep transmuting that stuff and allowing it to like actually empower us because we get so much wisdom in you know cliche in our wounds and by tending to our past and that only makes us so much more consciously expanded humans and then we're so much more equipped to handle life in the now yeah and in the future 
So this is what emotional intelligence is. It is. Yeah. It's like, how can we understand? And like, at the end of the day, it's like, how can you understand anyone else if you're not taking the time to understand yourself, like emotionally? And that usually looks like being with the harder stuff and learning how to navigate it, understand it and how, like, you know, what it means to actually function in the human experience and master this kind of journey. And then it's like, how do you expect to have a good relationship with anyone else if you don't have a good one with yourself? It's like all one and the same. Exactly. And if you're avoiding things and not doing the work as well, there's going to be like a certain level to where you don't know yourself or even know what you want at that point. Do you agree with that? Yep. Totally. It's like, I think that conversation that we learn to have with ourselves due to this kind of work is like also another ongoing thing that you're not like, oh, I'm just like being introspective now for the sake of these kind of results that I'm trying to attain. It's just like, (laughs) no, I'm learning how to be with myself differently in all these areas for the rest of time, because that's what's ultimately going to make me have a lot of more of a peaceful and coherent experience. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just curious because I mean, obviously, you know a lot about this stuff. You know a lot about the somatic experience and how people can actually release and store that. What actually got you into learning about all of this? Um, just like a really messy past, I guess, for, like, for lack of better words. Um, just like a lot of intense developmental trauma growing up, a lot of neglect, plenty of psychological and emotional abuse within my household just because my parents were always in survival and that is the organic outcome of being in that kind of environment you know people's inner stuff keeps splashing out because they don't have the support they need from themselves and from other people to go through challenging circumstances and then of course when you're around that you're at the brunt of it and that creates its own you know inner mess in the child And um, yeah, like event because I had such a hard childhood and like being an immigrant and moving schools every year and not having the language and all the bullying aside from the household dysfunction, you know, like when I got into my teens and started to have more freedom, I just like went on a freaking rampage, you know, like I was already so deep in my own self-loathing and misery and this like drowning in an ocean of insecurities and just like so constricted in my own beliefs that like I'm not worthy of love I'm unwanted um, I'm a burden all the classical ones that I'm sure we see all the time and then like got me into doing tons of drugs tons of partying tons of suicide attempts tons of everything and then finally at like one overdose I experienced when I was 17 I just like prayed to God that I was like if I make it through this I'll make something of my life and I'll change direction and course correct. And then that was the beginning of everything. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Like, especially something so deep and so vulnerable in your history. Thank you. And thank you for like sharing your wisdom with everyone and helping so many people and guiding them into their own. Like, it's amazing. Thank you. It doesn't feel like, you know, like a big deal because, you know, just like you do, I spend so much time with my shit and it is a spiral. So, you know, I've come to face it from so many angles so many times, but it just like the whole point of me, like ever sharing these things is like, 
I just want everyone to know that absolutely anything and everything is not only survivable, but you can also come out on the other side and absolutely thrive. Like absolutely. it's all possible. Like no matter what you went through for how long, how damaging, where you are today, it's all possible for you to recover and not only like recover but also to still step into your destiny and your highest potential and actualize who you truly are and came to be like I just know that like you know personally I'm like if I made it through so much like so much it's possible for anyone else so I just want to be like that beacon because I know once upon a time I didn't think that you know what I mean I was yeah And that's like another toxic notion, you know, that we're always fixing stuff versus just like learning to embrace things that won't go away for lack of better words. Definitely. And when you're deep in your shit, it's hard to see the possibility. It's hard to see like any sort of future. And when you said that, it's something I definitely could relate to because even with all the trauma that I've gone through, there was a point in time like where I had suicide attempts too. And where I literally could not envision a future where there wasn't suffering. And then the nervous system is completely dysregulated. And this is why people get into any sort of addiction or other issues because they're trying to regulate themselves somehow because they don't know and they don't have the tools to do it any other way. So the fact that you're bringing the possibility of healing in such a natural way, and even though, yeah, it might suck (laughs) to go through your shit, it's still so much better than the opposite of that, right? And the possibility is actually there. The hope is there. Someone's holding the vision with them. That is powerful. Totally, because it's like, if we're not doing this work, we're choosing to continue to be at war with ourselves. And that is just so exhausting. Like constantly being upset about your thoughts, but not doing anything about them. Constantly feeling at the mercy of your feelings and then making it mean that there's something wrong with you and that you're just like a loose cannon. And if you were better, you wouldn't have these kind of feels. You know, it's just kind of like, how do you want to be with this? like do you want to transform your relationship with these things so then you can you know create opportunity to live a different life and feel differently about yourself or do we want to continue to perpetuate our own pain because like that might kind of sound harsh but it's true at the end of the day we still all have choice thank god and free will and then yeah it is so helpful to have someone there that it's like when you do feel like you're losing your way or you feel like you're not making enough progress, you know, so common or like that things aren't working for someone to be like, hey, this is how the cookie crumbles. I got you. You're not meant to be strong all the way through. Like this is an ongoing journey. So don't keep trying to stick it out. Take your yeah. breaks, ride the waves. Yeah. Pursue this as like uh, coming home to yourself. That's a journey of a lifetime instead of like a short snippet of quick and fast recovery. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love that. And it's so much more sustainable in that aspect and actually sets them up to understand that it's not just going to be overnight. It's not a quick fix. It's an ongoing process, which is really important. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. I know that. Yeah. I'm so glad that we're on the same page and that this is getting out there because I know before I was aware of all these things, I kept feeling like I'd get in a rut and 
feel hopeless and stuck and make it made it mean that I'm not doing it right <laughs> or yeah. that you know I'm not applying myself enough all these like <laughs> typical BS stories and then just be like oh this totally reaffirms to me that like I'll never be good enough for anything because I can't even get my healing right <laughs> like <laughs> typical stories like that and then finally I'm like oh Okay. That's funny. I mean, it's only funny because I've told myself that too. And even recently as well, I'm like, man, I haven't been feeling in alignment with myself, which meant feeling good all the time and creative 24 seven. So I'm like, something must be wrong with me. When in reality, we process and integrate and we go through cycles of creation. It's not, yeah, it's just one of those funny things that our ego mind gets caught up in to try and make it seem like something is wrong. So we have to fix it versus just being with it and allowing it. Totally. And I think like what, what else is like really important to know is like our final piece here is that like regressions are just as potent and supportive as our progression periods. Like it, this, like, just like the cycle of like life and rebirth, we're going to like take two steps forward and then usually one step back to get our head on straight again and get some perspective. I'm like, Oh shit, this is why I was pursuing healing. This is why I started doing X, Y, Z for myself. This is why I've been learning the thing because contrast is here to serve us. And you know, those, yep. That step back is just as necessary as the two steps forward that we keep making. It's critical. It's essential. (laughs) Absolutely. Amazing. So lastly, I'm curious, like for those listening um, or watching, how can they work with you? Right now, I have two um, opportunities for people that are looking for different kinds of experiences. The first is I'm launching a really intimate group container called Force to be Reckoned with, which is a 12-week immersive experience um, on basically cultivating unwavering personal power within yourself through the application of these deep inner work tools that set you up for a lifetime of success when it comes to processing your feelings, becoming to recognize and unpack your trauma and ultimately decide who you are and what you're becoming versus being trapped in past patterns and limiting ways of being learned from the harder times in your life. And that's gonna be eight modules, eight like training immersions, eight mentorship calls, two embodiment labs and ongoing support in a sisterhood online to basically we'll be moving through eight different initiations into becoming um, basically your own best parent and your own best guardian and finally show like illuminate all the areas of your life where you've been holding yourself back due to your past pain and how to then work through that pain So you feel more confident and apt in pursuing what you've actually been called to go after in life, like your purpose and things that are actually meaningful to you instead of being stuck in like, I'm not enough or I'm not worthy or like, that's not possible for me. Yeah. So that's the first and um, that will start on April 18th. And then the second is the the private mentorship that I love so much. The one-on-one container that is weekly therapeutic sessions 
with me that where we flow between talk therapy and the illumination of your tendencies and where they came from, and then the somatic release work in the body and the etheric surgery in your energetic and emotional field to basically get to the root cause and do the work that's necessary there. And that's usually six months to a year containers because I'm doing a lifetime of patterns and oftentimes addiction to certain ways of being takes consistent loving action in a different direction. And that's my job here. Just like in your work, you know, like we're here to be the mirror and here to keep you accountable to your higher vision and to hold you in those lows where you don't feel like going on. Exactly. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being on here as well and for talking about all these amazing topics. And I mean, again, super important for people to know and to be educated on. So thank you so much again for the work that you do and for being live with me today. And I'm going to post your links below or you can post them as well so people can find you. That sounds awesome. Thank you. And I'd love to like continue this kind of conversation too, because there's just so much to become aware of when it comes to like allowing our journeys of self-realization to be sustainable and for healing work to not be a fad, but something that actually supports us through anything and everything. Yeah. It's a lifelong skill that you learn. Exactly. Yes. Oh, yay. Thank you so much. I will. Yeah, I'll drop those things in the comments below. And then yeah, I can't wait for our next chat. Awesome. Me too. Thank you. Thank you.